Ooh, I think I like the new music better. The other one was getting kind of boring, right? I don't know. I think this one's better. <clears throat> Anyways, we're live. I, it's been like two weeks, so I almost forgot how to go live, I think. But thank you for being here. I see you, Serafina. Um, I mentioned this on my IG Live. Please join us on YouTube because you can actually see what we're seeing because I have a few slides. And um, we have an interactive chat as well. So let's get started. Welcome to the Cannabis Mom Boss Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Blaze, and I am here to help cannabis moms create and grow their passion-filled and purpose-driven online businesses while generating multiple streams of income to reach at least six figures in your business. It's definitely attainable. I have helped run and scale an eight-figure business to a nine-figure business in less than four years at my last role in the corporate world with Fortune 500 clients as my clients. I worked with them firsthand, one-on-one. But now I'm showing you all how to be a mom and a boss while modernizing the perception of today's cannabis consumers. And actually, I just got, I mean, I showed on Instagram already, but for those who are listening or maybe watching, I have been using cones a lot lately for my medication. And I just got a package from Blazy Susan and they had these purple pre-rolls and pink pre-rolls that they gave me along with other cool stuff. So go check that out. Like I'm excited to have a pink and purple cone instead of this brown brown boring thing I don't know raw's okay actually I heard there's some scandal going on with raw right now I'm, I didn't look into it too much but today first before we go into things I could just talk all the time or forever about nonsense but for today's episode I wanted to be transparent and tell you guys I literally momming got in the way of having to prepare for today. So I didn't get to do what I normally do to prepare. So I don't have that many slides to show, but um, I still urge you to join us on YouTube and for the live interactive chat and visuals. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, I do have a slide. I posted this today. I was trying to like do a pose. I don't know how to model. I've asked Jason Cameron of Winter House. I've asked Andrea Denver, who's a literally a international global supermodel for pointers. And I still need more help. <laughs> is that sad? It's kind of sad. I don't know. Modeling's not my thing. It's just, or maybe I haven't spent enough time trying to model. It is hard. Like I hurt my hip the other day trying to get a selfie, doing an action shot of my homebody leggings that I love from Brock Davies from Vanderpump Rules. People don't like him, but I, first of all, these leggings are my favorite leggings. I literally, I wear them every day. I've worn them. This is, okay, you guys might judge me, but this is my fourth day. <laughs> don't judge me. 
this is mom life, okay? Um, but this sweater. So, oh, by the way, I just cleaned out my closet and got rid of so, so much already. And it felt so good. A lot of it I'm donating. But then I had so much. Like, you'd probably be surprised. It's kind of embarrassing, actually, how much stuff. I, like, when it comes to clothes, I haven't gotten over my hoarding tendencies. But uh, I had so many things with tags on them. That part is embarrassing. That's like true hoarding, right? Anyway, so I just put them up on Poshmark, or I started to. If And I used to be a Banana Republic limited whore. So, and I, I just like, they're all great clothes, but I don't see myself wearing anything or being in a situation where I really need that with what I do now. Like I need to be comfortable and I need to be able to move around and just maximize my time and having any attire that's like any kind of maintenance. I'm like, I can't. If I have to, like, hang it up, like, that's just, that's a lot. That's asking a lot. Just kidding. But anyways, um, yeah, it's up on Poshmark under Bravo Lace. Uh, also, yeah, so this sweater, the reason why I'm even talking about that is because I found this sweater. I don't think I've even worn it before, but I was like, I'm going to keep this one because it's very minimal. I like minimal with, like, subtle details. And you can see this is, like, a plain white sweater but it has a little bit of stitching detail that makes it a little different and I guess I guess I do like it like you can see on the sleeve there's some stitching that makes it kind of cool but um, when I put it on today I just felt very I felt very Caucasian I want to say white but I don't even know if I'm allowed to I don't want to be canceled I don't know the rules anymore and it's hard for me because I am half Korean, half Caucasian. I like to say two Asians, Asian and Caucasian, but I don't know. I just put it on. I was like, I feel very like I'm going to a national honor society meeting <laughs> to try to impress a, a teacher or college I don't know. Admissions person. I don't know. But I don't know. Do I like it? I think I do like it. I'm not sure. Whatever. Already I have some dry mouth. As a Caucasian white woman, I don't even know what to call <laughs> I just, I wonder because for the longest time on Twitter, people were putting like YT in their tweets and I thought that was like YouTube <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's what people write instead of actually spelling out white when they're referring to like a white person and I was like what oh my god <laughs> so <sighs> everything's every day you learn something new so yeah, today I'm, I don't have anything really planned, but it's been two weeks since I went live last and big things have happened like so much. I'm almost exhausted just to like, 
I got to tell you guys though, like I, it's a lot to relive, but I got to share this with you all. I need to, because this is part of Cannabis Mom Boss is to share these experiences and <laughs> you guys really don't understand how I truly am a witch yet and I don't know how much more proof you need. <laughs> If anyone has any doubts, literally the proof is there. That's kind of why I'm documenting everything, to be honest, because I'm like, I told you. Nobody listens to me. Kidding, kidding. Okay. I do have another slide. Ah, yes. Don't forget. This is my self-promotion. I want to remind you all to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss out on our live sessions because clearly this is, you can't miss out on this, right? Oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, we have our visuals and so <laughs> I feel like the, the, um, the teenage beauty pageant who was like, and such as, and the Iraqis, and such as, and I just, I feel goofy right now. I don't know if it's because of the medicine that I just use, which is a little different than what I normally use, but it could be that or that it's been two weeks since I've gone live. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to move on. Okay. Also, if you a are Bravo TV lover, you may be familiar with my OG podcast show, Bravo and Blaze, which is live on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern on this same YouTube channel, but also on Facebook and Twitter. The audio podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. The handle is at Bravo and Blaze on all or most social media platforms but twitter and instagram is where you can hit me up oh boy oh also for audio listeners the audio replay is available for cannabis mom boss is available on apple spotify google podcasts and iHeartRadio. Okay, going into mom news. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Last two weeks. Let's see. I'll start with my oldest who just stopped in real quick because this is... Actually, you know what? I wasn't even supposed to work this week because I'm trying to line up my work schedule with my kid's schedule. And right now, my the only kid that I have in school, the other two are in daycare or with me, but my oldest... She has winter break this week and somehow for like the last year, I swear, because of the, we have a blended family situation the and the, with the parenting schedule, she's gotten to spend the entire week, every time she's had a week off, she's been with her father. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is, I got to do something. But she just stopped in real quick and she had her hair all done because um, her stepmom, who I love, love her. Angela, she's the best. She um, has a salon and she colored my kid's hair, uh, Mia's hair, and she just looks so like put together. I was like, oh my gosh, it looks so nice. 
Um, so yeah, she dyed her hair and got her hair done. I'm a little jealous. I don't get to do that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and she's on break. I'm trying to spend more time one-on-one -on -one when she is here because I feel like the younger kids take a lot of out of me. Like they're draining in a physical kind of way. Whereas with her, like, I need to talk to her, have long conversations with her, and she hates it. So I have to make it fun somehow. And yeah, that's just how it is. And they kind of hate you at this age. It's like, all I said was hello, and they're, they hate you. But anyways, um, Luna, my four-year-old, so, so cute. I love her so much. I love them all, obviously. But she's so sweet because we're having actual conversations. The only downside right now with her age, I think, is when she does get upset, it's like she kind of really goes off the deep end. She stomps off. She like she does this thing like, hmm, and stomps off and hides and just kind of sulks for a little bit. But what I've been doing is, you know, giving her a second to just get it together and then approach her and just talk to her. Like, I get down on her level and ask her, like, what's going on? Why are you upset? And thankfully, now that she's, you know, four, she can articulate her feelings better. And her turnaround time is very impressive because... It's like meltdown to, oh, okay, things are cool. And then she just goes back to playing. I'm like, whoa, okay. That was a lot. But I'm glad that you're back to normal. Um, and then we have the youngest two-year-old, Stella. Stellar Stella. She is defiant for sure when she wants to be, but I've been trying to like talk to her more instead of like just, I don't know, instead of micromanaging, I'm trying to have conversations with her or, or be very like, I'm exaggerating a lot. Like, oh my gosh, this is so fun to clean up toys. Or, wow, Stella, you're doing a great job sitting there and eating your food. Oh, my gosh. And she, I think it's working. <laughs> I feel like that's something Super Nanny would have said. And I, when I was, when I was taking care of my oldest by myself as a single mom, I remember being like, this is just so... It's weird to be by yourself and not have anyone to like bounce ideas off of. And if you just have like a toddler with you all the time, it's kind of frustrating. But I don't even know why I started going down that road. Anyways, I'm going to take off the slides and start talking about this past, the past two weeks. I have to like look at my calendar because I don't even know. I, okay, here's the two big things that. I manifested that I was like, holy crap, I'm a witch. And I literally have proof now. <laughs> I've been 
telling you guys these things and writing them and saying them and then it happens. So I just find it so funny um, that I'm like, <laughs> I tell people, oh, this is what you need to do. And they're like, what? No. What? I'm like, yeah, that's, it's not rocket science. Um, and I'm referring to manifestation, which I know sounds very like woo woo in the air, like. Some people are just like, oh, I'm going to manifest it. Like, I'm going to pray and then it's going to happen. No, it's not like that. It's not like, oh, if I just think about it hard enough or long enough, then it'll appear. You do have to put work into it. And what I've done with my manifestation framework is I've taken all the proven tools, methods, techniques that are used by Fortune 500 businesses globally um, what I use in my business to help scale it to a nine figure business. And it's a lot of it is mindset and getting out of your own way. Um, if you don't believe me still, I recommend reading people's books who are successful, hearing their stories, and you'll see a common trend and pattern common theme across the board that people they have resiliency they are hardworking, and they have emotional intelligence i think emotional intelligence is probably the biggest thing when it comes to being successful in anything but um yeah so i manifested two things in the last two weeks well more than that i'm always manifesting but Two big things that happen, actually three, but I'm, I can't even say the third thing yet. So I'm just going to be cool. Not like all uncool. So the first thing, Margaret Josephs of The Real Housewives of New Jersey made a comment about, she said, marijuana paranoia. She said that Jennifer Aiden, her castmate, um, they were in an argument, a verbal argument, where they were discussing how Marge's friend, former friend, had some dirt on Margaret and kept reaching out to Jennifer and Teresa, wanting to tell them all the, all her dirty secrets or whatever. And we saw on the last reunion that Jennifer Aiden and Margaret kind of like were good. They made up their... They were moving on. But then um, Jennifer and Teresa still met with this person. So Margaret felt like that's not cool. I thought we were good. Why are you meeting with this friend or whatever? And so in the heat of the moment, while she's arguing with Jennifer Aiden, she got frustrated and she said something like, you have marijuana paranoia. Like, I can't talk to you kind of deal, right? And that obviously being a cannabis advocate and a can of mom, I was like, I can't stand for that when I have this Bravo and Blaze platform. Like when I started Bravo and Blaze, I had no, I didn't manifest like, oh my gosh, have Margaret accuse Jennifer of having par marijuana paranoia or anything like that. But I set out to 
have a platform with the values that I stand for. <coughs> stand for, excuse me. <coughs> and with that, I knew that it. I was taking on somewhat of a a, a moral obligation to myself to call out these moments on Bravo where I need to help shift the stigma of what we're seeing. Because if that, if I just let that go, then what, what is the point of Bravo and Blaze, right? So, um, and I don't even like that franchise, Real Housewives of New Jersey, not because of the people on it. Like, I love the show and I watch it, but I hate, what I don't like, what I don't enjoy is the fandom um, that is extremely toxic when it comes to this franchise. And I get it. I really do. People are like trying to rationalize their very intense and passionate views. And I'm like, I get it. But we need to move on. Like, this has gone on too long. So anyways, I, after the episode... After the episode aired, I was vocal through my live tweeting, like doing my normal things that I do with Bravo and Blaze, which is live tweeting during the shows. And then I'll like throw up a clip on, you know, Instagram or something the next day. And sometimes I do a blog post. I did a blog post um, the next day. I wasn't even planning to, but I was like, I feel like I have to because of what happened. So I wrote a blog post, and in that blog post, I manifested sorting through what was said on the show with Margaret Josephs. And you can go look at the blog post. I have not edited it. Edited, edited it? <laughs> I have not touched it. Since I wrote it, which was Wednesday of last week, the day I wrote it like first thing in the morning um, when I woke up on Wednesday and it aired on Tuesday night. And then after I I posted it, actually, no, before I posted it, I think I wrote out my story of like who I am, why I'm a cannabis advocate and I sent it to Margaret and I explained to her like what my platform is for and what I want to do with it. And she responded and she, we scheduled to record like right away. And then I released that episode last week on Friday. You can literally go see this people. It's there. It's there. You will all see the truth. So Please go check that out because that was, and I know I had a hard time actually with doing that episode, producing that whole episode because I was a little torn in the fact that I want to acknowledge that Bravo is producing a show out of professional courtesy. I would never be like, oh, I'm going to like tear up this storyline and you know la 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 like I'm not gonna do that <laughs> I I don't want them to sue me either um but also with Margaret 
whether she doubles down or she apologizes or whatever her stance is, I'm not trying to hurt her either. And I say that because the fandom is so toxic that like if I said that's messed up to Margaret or or whatever, like there could be consequences where it gives people who who feel this the same way as me, they might feel like they got permission to attack Margaret or something. And that's like, I do not stand for that. So I wanted to make that very clear on the episode. And then also like there, this is a very nuanced situation and I'm not the judge or jury to say who's right or wrong in that situation. I just simply wanted to take the opportunity, take the opportunity to educate and right off the bat, we the first one of the first things that we got into was me explaining where the word marijuana came from and how, you know, it was used as a derogatory term used against Mexican immigrants during the early 1900s. And it's part of one of the catalysts to prohibition to target certain demographics, which is completely based on systemic racism so that that kind of that's the thing that i can't like that makes me angry and so (laughs) to know that that's how things went down in history and so my purpose was and not to shame her for using that word or anyone who doesn't know because it's not common knowledge that marijuana was used as a derogatory term so by being kind and being neutral and just coming from a place of, you know, I'm just trying to get the message out. Like it was received very well, I feel, from Margaret's end. And I think there was mutual respect that was given on both ends. And I I couldn't, like, I'm sure if I look back at the episode, I try not to look back at old episodes because then I'll just start, like, tearing everything apart um, in my mind, like, editing and stuff. But um, I'm sure there's things that I could have improved on. But at the end of the day, like, how I feel right now, um, I know it wasn't, like, perfect. And there's people who are like, this didn't answer much or whatever. I tried to give the caveats and, like, the disclaimers ahead of time. Like, there's certain things I that we cannot say because there's an actual show that's you know airing on tv right now but also just for like out of principle like morals like i'm not gonna say it's not my place to say things for certain people so you know i'm just trying to live with integrity and authenticity in that way and i think that i accomplished that with the margaret joseph's interview so I take it as a win, and I literally told her, I said, I manifested this. <laughs> I don't know how to be more clear. <laughs> I'm nodding my head for anyone who's just listening, who's not able to see this cool sweater. Oh, ooh. I don't know. Do I like it? I don't know if I like it. Anyways, okay. So yeah, Margaret Josephs. I sh- I you know what? I should have put that thumbnail as a slide. Whatever. Moving on. The other cool thing that I manifested 
And I'll tell you the whole thought process behind it. But I manifested giving Joe Coy a gift and meeting Joe Coy. Like, I don't know if anyone listening or watching knows who Joe Coy is. But he's like a legend. And I'll tell you everything about how my Joe Coy experience went. So I'm going to back it up to even like the first time I saw Joe Coy. I don't even know where it was. He, cause he was hustling and don't forget, like he's been doing this for decades. Um, and back in the day, like you don't just start a podcast and become a comedian back in the day. You got to actually physically go to locations and get your name out and hand out flyers and stuff like that. So he's hustling and through his hustling, I do recall seeing him for one of the first times before Chelsea Handler's show. And um, I don't know where, though. That's what's bothering me. But I remember him so specifically because I was like, like I mentioned earlier, I am half Caucasian, half Asian or Korean. And growing up, or even in media, there is there are not that many halfies like me. I call them halfies. I'm not offended by that, and I hope nobody else is because that's what I like to refer to myself as. Okay, so so I can't be canceled is essentially what I'm saying. Just kidding. But anyway, so I remember, you know, and also historically, we don't see that many Asian comedians or Asian people in media at all. So I. That's why he stood out to me because I'm like, this guy has like an Asian name, but actually it's not, that's like his stage name. I, I didn't know that. And, um, and I remember one of the first things he said was how he was half Asian, half white as well, like me. So I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And like, I kind of just loved him for that, like having that common ground <laughs> of being halfies. But then also, like, you know, time went by. I wasn't, like, following him, like, every day or anything. There wasn't even social media back then. But then I see him on Chelsea Handler. I was like, oh, my God, Joe Coy, I remember him. And I remember them talk. I think he mentioned his wife and kid. And I was like, good for Joe Coy. Like, I just love that for him. He's got a wife and a kid. And he's on TV now. Like, yay, Joe Coy. And then, um, then, you know, it, like him and, or I, I don't remember how I found out he was, oh, it was from one of his Netflix, Netflix specials. He mentioned that he's no longer married. And I was like, oh my God, that made me like so sad that for whatever reason I, in my head, I had this idea of like Joe Coy living this perfect life and like not getting divorced or whatever. So I was like actually bummed for him when he got, when I heard that he got divorced. But then he started dating Chelsea Handler and I was like, yes, yes. Like that is the dream team. Those two together are like a power couple. And I'm telling you, I was, I could not be more happy for for Chelsea and Joe, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I could cry thinking about how beautiful I loved it. You know, it was just awesome. So then I hear they break up, and I was like, I I went straight to the denial 
stage of grieving. I was like, no, no, they're going to get back together. This is not real. Uh, like this is supposed to be the happy ending for Joe Quite and Chelsea Handler. I will not take anything but that ending. And clearly they're not getting back together. And she's like talking about um, going out on dates and stuff. And it was so funny because I went to go see Joe Coy on Friday. <laughs> Why he's in Albany, New York, I don't even know. I That's the one of the first thoughts I had. I was like, what? Joe Coy's coming to Albany? I'm definitely going. And of course, when he comes out, he's talking about, he's like, man, look at you. Thank you. Thank you. And then he's talking about how I'm just so excited I'm on this world tour and I'm going to places like Dubai and London, but nothing compares to Albany, New York. And I was like, oh my God. They like, I'm so glad he didn't try to like pretend that it was a nice place to be in or anything. <laughs> but I, I'm going to back up before the show. I bought tickets back in, or a ticket back in December. And I was just like, I just need to go. Like, I don't even have time to look at what the tickets are. Let me just find one where I can, I know I'll be able to see him. But now I regret not getting front row because I need to sit front row next time. <laughs> That's just a non-negotiable for next time. Um, it feels like the difference between general admission at BravoCon versus SVIP. Like I have to sit front row next time. So, um, I, re I for kind of forgot that I was going to see Joe Coy and I got an email saying like, oh, get ready for your, for Joe's show or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, when is that? <laughs> and it was last week was so busy between, you know, Posting multiple blogs that, and manifesting things with Margaret and other manifestations coming true that I can't even talk about yet because they're still in the works. But <clears throat> I remember when I, I found I got like the notification maybe two weeks before and I was like, oh, man, I need to meet Joe. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm going to, but I need to. And I just remember saying that in my head and I was like, I don't know what to do. So, um, like, I don't even know where to start. And I actually did start doing things. <laughs> I should tell you guys. I, I kind of don't want to tell you guys because I'm like, I want to keep this a secret, but I shouldn't keep it a secret. Okay, this is what I did. I started writing. I started write it well I always write every day like in my notes and stuff but I started I wrote like I wrote Joe a DM Chelsea a DM I wrote a DM to Joe's videographer and probably some other people but the videographer comes into play so I'll tell you about that so um I'm like, okay, that's one thing. And then also I was like, I'm just going to start. Or no, I don't think I did this intentionally, but like one of Chelsea's posts came up and it said something about, you know, she's been on this whole thing where like she's 
kind of trolling those of us who had kids and she's like having kids sucks and I'm like yeah it does but the ma- the majority of the reactions she's getting are like you are projecting and like people are like actually getting upset that she's saying this and I'm over here laughing like yes Chelsea I know and so I commented on one of her posts and I just said like Chelsea I love you but those of us who had kids already know that we made a mistake. <laughs> but we're stuck with these decisions and now we're being abused. At this point, you're just trolling us and, you know, something to that effect. And Chelsea liked my comment. I wanted to die. <laughs> I was like, I literally could die and... I don't even care if it wasn't her because who knows if if it really was her. But I just felt like that there's definitely dopamine that starts shooting through your body from social media because that was a moment that I was like, I'm high on dopamine. (laughs) So then... um, Yeah, so I remember over the weeks, I'm like super busy, couldn't, I I know I could have done more, I'm sure, to manifest, but, and that's what I like to do. I like to do everything I possibly can if I'm shooting to manifest something. Like, I know there's got to be something else I can do. Like, there's never just one path to what you want, right? And I'm like, normally I would, I don't know. I could have like tried to actually I did write an email to his agent or somebody months ago when I watched his special because it made me cry. (laughs) I loved it so, so much. I cried and I was like, I know that this is never like this is such a huge shot in the dark. And I don't, I think I said this on a prior episode before, but there's this thing I do when I start reaching out to people to be on the podcast, I will send out messages to people I know that are, that have already confirmed verbally that they want to be on the show. And I just, you know, send them an email about, you know, following up and setting up a schedule time or whatever. Um, but then also I will send one or two additional emails to like these, I don't know what to call them, but it's like a list. I, in my head, I have a list of like almost unattainable people and like Sherry Shepard. I sent her a message <laughs> Uh, Chloe Kardashian, that was a long time ago. That was like, I was like, yeah, right. This is definitely not going to happen. But who knows? She may have read it. Maybe she didn't respond. I don't know. She probably most definitely didn't. But whatever. Anyways, the point is, I also sent an email, I think, to Joe. And if you remember back on Chelsea Handler, Heather McDonald was also on that show. And I actually manifested meeting Heather McDonald and it came to fruition at BravoCon. I have a picture. See, this is where I need a slide. 
and I'm so mad that I didn't have this prepared <laughs> with slides. But cue the picture of Heather McDonald. So I'm at BravoCon and, you know, I'm like a Bravo content creator. I'm hanging out on SVIP because I don't like crowds. And it was so nice in there. And thank God I see someone who's wearing a hat and clearly a wig. But like, I recognized her because of the disguise. Like, I recognized the disguise and I was like, oh my God, that's another content creator. So of course I'm going to go up. I was like, dude. I forgot your handle, but, you know, like, we, like, caught up. It was Bravo Bravo ducking Bravo. Love, love, love her. One of my favorite connections at BravoCon. And we're sitting there. It's day one. I had wrote Heather an email doing this thing that I do where I just, a shot in the dark email or whatever. I sent her an email months ago and, like, almost kind of forgot about it. Actually, I never forgot about it. I was like, this is going to happen. I just didn't know it was going to happen that soon. Honestly, I thought it was going to take five to ten years for it to come true. So I, I'm i sitting with Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo, who's got a disguise on, and we're talking, and I hear, Denise Richards? Is that you? And it's Heather McDonald talking to bravo bravo ducking bravo and i'm like oh my god no way right now first of all i was laughing so hard because that's really hilarious <laughs> seeing someone in a disguise at BravoCon and saying is that you denise richards um so funny but then they're talking i thought they knew each other already which i think they did meet or something but it was like they hadn't like really talked that much but then she sat down she had like some food so she sat down and I just came over and I like sat next to her and introduced myself and I was like this is gonna sound so weird but I actually manifested meeting you and telling you this story and she was just like <laughs> eating something and she's like you emailed me she's like when did you email me and like it probably could have, I could have probably manifested more than just meeting her and telling her that story because she was engaged. She was, we were talking like that was my shot, but I hadn't even thought that far ahead. So it was like, I was like blown away. I'm like, I can't believe I effing manifested this like months ago thinking it was going to take like 10 years and it's happening already and she probably thinks I'm crazy now because I just told her how I manifested <laughs> so yeah I was like I did I think I emailed whoever Joe's Joe Coy's agent or whatever after BravoCon it was whenever his comedy special came out and I didn't think I would get anything anyways um which is great. Like when I, I love doing things like that and not expecting anything in return because then when it does happen, I'm like so grateful, <laughs> like incredibly grateful and almost to like it's to a fault because I'll tell you about what happened with Joe. <laughs> 
You're going to be like, oh my God, Jenny, what's wrong with you? But okay, just kidding. So I emailed him a couple months ago. Then I go to the show. I may or may have microdosed something. (laughs) But I was on a mission. I didn't know how to meet Joe Coy. And like, here I am. He's like, we're in the same venue. He's right there. But like, you can't just like, I'm not going to pull a, you know, like Will Smith while Chris Rock is on the stage. Definitely not slap him. But you can't just like go up there. And on top of it, Joe has a huge, huge, huge production security (laughs) because of people like me. But, um... I was able to get a gift. I put together a little gift box <laughs> with like one of these, a little joint, a little note that just said, I I don't remember what I said. Like, I think I took a picture of it, actually. Something along the lines of, I just appreciate you and I want to give you a gift. And um, my business card I think that was it. But I gave it to security. I don't think he gave it to him. Because I saw him again later. He was like, who told you my name? I think his name was Steve. Because I just know how to do stuff like this. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know his name. I don't know. But I got Steve's name and like, I already know that venue, so like, calm down, Steve. You, you're not like holding up Fort Knox or anything. But I just said to Steve, like, I'm not trying to like do anything. I just, <laughs> I am a podcaster and I want to give a gift or whatever. And Steve, like, he was looking at me so weird. He's like, can I open it? I was like, yes, open it if you want. I don't care. And Steve was just so skeptical and I was like, whatever. So I left. But in my mind, I was like, I did it. I manifested giving Joe Coy a gift. And in my mind, that qualified as giving him a gift. And I was like, but this is not enough. And also, I tweeted this before, like the night of. You can go back. It's on the record. I am not making this stuff up, people. So I go and I'm like, man, there's got to be a way. I'm talking to the ushers. I'm talking to security. I'm talking to the guy who watches the door where people go outside to smoke cigarettes because I was smoking weed out there because it's legal. Um, And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And literally, I was starting to feel frustrated because I got there early to do this recon. Am I crazy? Should I be like locked up or something? Um, This is for business purposes. Okay. (laughs) And I was so like, I kind of felt bummed. I felt defeated for a second. And I sat down in my seat and I was just like, well, at least I can see him (laughs) in front of me. And then right at that moment, He's got a DJ up there just like, you know, whatever, playing songs while people are coming in. The DJ gets on the mic and he's like, if anyone wants to meet Joe Coy, we got a meet and greet. 
after the show. And I was like, what? So, I'm an idiot. Like, I mean, they don't really, do they do that? I don't, I guess Cedric the Entertainer did that once when I went to go see him. But not every comedian, well, I guess, who else have I met? I don't know. I just didn't expect that, obviously. So I was like, oh, my God. So then um, after, you know, I am standing in line and it's very like they're like, no video. Have your cell phones out ready. I'm like, I felt like I was Ralphie in line for Santa Claus. (laughs) It was so nerve wracking. I'm like, my hands were sweating. I'm like, should I? put my purse down and like oh my god and what and I also I microdosed um and in that that was going on in my head I'm like I should not even be talking right now because this I would say I was not in like a medicinal state (laughs) this was a Friday night okay people um but I just I kind of blew it (laughs) I Blew it with Joe Coy. I went up. I like waited patiently. And I really just I wanted like him to guide the interaction because I just didn't know what to do. And I'm holding my card and a joint that had already it's been in my hand. So it's like mangled. Like if someone gave me that, I'd be like, no, thank you. <clears throat> but my intention was not to give him that one. My intention was to give him the nice packaged one with the cute note whatever so I'm like improvising whatever I should have like two gifts ready but um I was like can I give you a gift (laughs) I just I was sweating I don't know I'm sweating right now just reliving this in my mind but um he was super nice we got some great pictures see cue the picture on the screen but I didn't get to that um maybe I'll do this um I'll give this update tomorrow. No, I'll just show the pictures on Bravo and Blaze, and then I'll tell everyone to come listen to this episode to hear how, about the two manifestations. But um, so I blew it with Joe Coy, like just whatever. I'm like, this is more than I even thought was going to happen. So whatever. I It was a win. It was a win. Anyways, and even though like, like I had no smart goal going in there other than I got to meet Joe Coy. If I took it one step further, I could have said I need to. Well, also, I wanted to give him my contact information. And I know, like, obviously, he's he meets so many people every single day. But when it comes to brand recognition you people need to like psychologically they need to see something many times before they start to trust it so I just was like you know what if I can just show him like a red bravo and blaze card that also is a win for me so he saw that we had a picture I tagged him on a bunch he probably hates that but and I stopped but <laughs> Um, then I just like, I felt like, you know, I'm on the Santa Claus line, so I had to move out of the way and it, uh, our interaction was probably like less than a minute, honestly. But then I see his videographer 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm following him. And I sent him a message as well. So I introduced myself to him and gave him my card and everything and said, hey, I messaged you on Instagram and, you know, I'd love to connect with you offline or whatever, like offline. Usually that means like off being online, like virtually, but whatever. So um, I was and then I met his personal assistant. Or I think was, I, I don't know. I think it was his personal assistant. So I got to introduce myself to them, too. And then I left. I went home. And it was I was just like, so I was like, I fucking did this. Yes, I manifested it. And I feel like now I can, I'm mad at myself for doubting myself. And I'm mad that I didn't manifest bigger. Like, it would be a dream come true to have Joe Coy be a guest on my podcast. Even if it's virtual for two minutes. Should I make that a goal? Should I manifest that? Anyway, so I go home. It's late. I'm exhausted because I like just did the Margaret Joseph's interview and published it that day. And I was like very uh, not like scared. I, w- I was a little scared because I'm scared of the New Jersey fans. But I was um, I think just like mentally and emotionally exhausted from really trying to make sure that that episode there weren't any places where my authenticity or my values or morals were compromised in any way and that I wasn't, you know, hurting anyone um, or inciting any more toxicity with this already toxic fandom. Um, So I think I did that. Anyways, after I went home, I'm like, wiping off my makeup in bed and going through my content and checking, you know, like messages and comments and things like that. And I get a message from, wait, should I say this? Does this compromise my morals and my values? I said that I wouldn't say what people say in DMs. Right. (laughs) Anyways, there was additional engagement after that meeting of Joe Coy. So I feel like that also was a win. Whatever. Even if it was like 1230. (laughs) I feel like anyone who any female would who's listening would understand what I'm saying. Trying to get out. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. I went to bed. And I slept until noon the next day. It was amazing. Um, but yeah. I just freaking manifested two big things. In the last like two weeks. And because of that. I wasn't able to prepare like. A big lecture. Or TED talk. Or comedy stand up. Or whatever. <laughs> This is a podcast, okay? No, there are no rules, pretty much, which I love. <laughs> I really do. And I really love, okay, so in Joe Coy's, I don't want to give away all his, you know, like, content and jokes, but 
there's so many parallels in the things that he believes in and the things that I have, I know that I believe in as well. And I've found myself to get on that path organically. And it's just interesting how I've been watching his career and we like, like we're at this point where I feel like, oh my gosh, the words that he says, the message that he gives is really important and I think he's an amazing guy um I was just like I I don't what should I what should I have asked Joe Coy if what I don't even know I had so many questions in my mind but I'm like he doesn't want me to interview him in this one minute thing like I just (laughs) whatever I'll be better prepared next time but yeah that was uh also an hour-long update. You guys got to see this amazing sweater for a whole hour. <laughs> okay. I'm going to move on. There is more, I think. Yes, I want to make sure that I remind everyone, if you want to work with me, there's so many different ways. And I actually had some people... Um, reach out to me actually yesterday um, asking for some help and I think I need to be the way that I explain what my services are and offerings are needs to be better explained Um, during my career as an IT consultant I would help big Fortune 500 companies, I know I said this like three times, like how annoying, but they, we would help them transition from like an old system application to a new one. So imagine like you go from Microsoft Outlook to Gmail, but we were doing this for like billion dollar businesses that were handling insurance claims and things like that. So, um... I think the one of the things that I was best at was during design. Well, one, I know how to gather the requirements of what we're trying to achieve. And then from there, we design a solution and a strategy to achieve those goals in the most efficient and most cost effective way. Because time is money. Mistakes cost triple the amount than doing the work the right way the first time. Um, so also we would make sure that like you can have a whole tech team go into a bank and do all the technology to be like super sexy and fly and whatever. But if you don't have a change management department or team or lead, then most likely your, all that money you spend on your tech to upgrade your systems is going to fail. That's how it is in the industry. That's how it works. So it was very important that throughout the process of designing new systems and new technology for our end clients, our end stakeholders, that we had them involved in the process. So I was, I would help the end users work with the technical people like they don't they don't work together because they don't speak the same language but i can speak their the business language 
and I can speak the technical language. So I'm able to not only translate, but also I have the ability to create the solutions so that we are following best practices, best industry standards, and that we're doing everything the most cost-effective and most efficient way. And that things are organized. There's many different industry tools, project management. I don't think many people understand the value of project management. If you hire a project manager, it's like having an event coordinator, but imagine that person, instead of a an event, they're managing your business and they are making sure that you are doing your tasks by a certain date. Like there's a whole process around this thing. And if you're interested in learning how to do that, because I'm always looking for project managers, I don't actually like to do project management, but it's a skill that I have and that I use to accomplish everything. But if you're interested in um, learning about project management, these are the things that I can transfer, transfer to you, the knowledge. It's very, like, I can... You can do, there's many options of how you can learn things, right? You can put in your own sweat equity, which is your time, to learn it on your own. Or you can hire a coach like myself who will help you to guide you knowing that they have 15 plus years experience plus a degree in information technology, electronic media, arts and communications. And from there, I can help you to figure out the solutions and guide you. I don't... If you feel like, oh, I already know how to make a website, great. That's even better because then I don't need to teach you that because we have bigger and better things to take care of than a simple website. Um, And then on top of that, if you're like, okay, listen, I love the strategy part of it, but to be honest, I just don't want to do the technical stuff. Can you just do it for me? That is considered consulting. That is on like an hourly basis, which I don't think you want to pay me my hourly rate to do things like make a website or whatever. What I prefer to do is to teach you how to be resourceful, figure out how to educate yourself and take the next steps towards the greater strategy and greater goal because where I contribute like with any coach or consultant um our clients were paying you know upwards of $500 an hour for our our time because we were helping them over time over year over year multiple year over year saving them and helping saving them money and also helping them generate money And that over time is well worth the investment is what I'm trying to explain. And I feel like people don't know what consultants really do. So I just needed to be very clear about that. Um, But what I like to do, I would like to coach people so that I can let go of your hand at some point and know that you, you can handle the next steps. And then maybe you might need help later on you know, down the road, but I don't know. I can help you with getting to whatever next step you need. So, um, I have the mana, I have the cannabis mom boss manifestation framework, which you can go and 
that's a self-paced course where you can go and learn these types of skills and different techniques and tools that I use with clients and how to figure out like what it what are the requirements of your goals like we need to have actual tangible goals so that we can properly plan to reach those goals um that and then how do you even set proper goals and how do we implement this how do I make sure that it actually gets done and not everything has to be done by yourself you can outsource things it, it all depends on your situation everybody's situation is unique and that's why you know having just like just giving you guys like oh go learn project management or go google smart goals like sure go ahead do that you can do that but i can help you in customizing how to use these tools so that you can achieve your customized personal goals. So that's what the Cannabis Mob Boss Manifestation Framework is. And you get um, a session with me as well. Um, also, I still have pre-enrollment open for the Top 100 Charting Podcast Academy. Um, this is where I'm going to teach how I got my podcast to reach number eight in the top 100 indie TV reviews charts in less than four months just by doing everything by myself, one episode a week. I know that if I can do it, anyone can do it. So I'm going to teach that. Um, and then also, like I mentioned, if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I have the Ultimate Manifestation Hype Queen offering. All this stuff is available. I'm going to put it all in the links because I... Didn't prepare that far in advance. Actually, no, wait. These are in the in the show notes already. But I'm going to add more notes to um, my Margaret Joseph's um, video. And then I don't know if there's anything else I got to throw in there. But again, don't forget to tune in live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern for Cannabis Mom Boss. We're live on YouTube and Twitter, and then we have audio replay available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And tomorrow is Friday, which means it's Bravo and Blaze Day. So go check out or come join us live at 12 p.m. Eastern for Bravo and Blaze with your hostess with the mostess. I can't believe I just said that. How cringy. Um... Your girl, Jenny Blaze, and we're going to catch up on all things Bravo. I've been obsessed with this Eminem, Marshall Mathers feud with Giselle Bryant and Robin Dixon from Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. So thank you all for joining me. Please make sure you subscribe. And if you took anything away from this show today, please do me a favor and share the link with someone you think it would resonate with or who could maybe take something away, f you know, for themselves. All right. I'm going to start playing this music. Is this it?